Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Well, hello. It's another week, another chance to get things done. Or if you're like me, start it off struggling to get out of bed and with like a quarter of a voice. I don't know what's happening with my voice, by the way. Let me just drink some water. Has that helped? <laughs> um, so anyways, I had a really great weekend. First off was a girls' night out. I have not had one for such a long time. So it was really nice to get together with Val, my best friend. So she came home and we had to celebrate her promotion. Yes, Val got to be promoted to become media director. It's a job she's so deserving of and she really wanted it and had set a goal for her to get this promotion and she got it super excited for her so we had to crack open some wine for that and we got together with another friend of ours called Kadzo we went to Kagwe Mungai's album launch first and foremost make sure you listen to the album it is called Spectrum and it is on all digital platforms and it's really dope I absolutely like it and if you listen and you don't like it, don't tell me anything. You just have bad taste in music. <laughs> However, yeah, so it was nice. I got to hang out with people. I got to see so many guys that I hadn't seen out in ages. And then we left the album launch when the performances were done and tried to go to another club that was nearby for Black Motions party. But the place was so packed. <sighs> And we are just past the age <laughs> of not being comfortable, even on a night out. So we didn't even go in. We ended up going to another empty club. And my husband and his friend joined us. The DJ was absolutely horrible. Let me tell you something about DJs. So we want more Kenyan music played, right? And there's some really dope Kenyan music out there. I mean, I've just told you of a whole album that's pretty dope. Now, this DJ played throwback Kenyan music for like all of 10, 15 minutes. And then after that, it was a mix of like soul music and new age R&B music. And he was really enjoying it, but we weren't. <laughs> and the club was pretty empty. And when he would play the occasional African song, it would be South African house music, which I have nothing against. But I'm just like, there's some really dope Kenyan music and African music from other parts as well. Just have a bit of variety in your set. That's all people are asking for. So I'm the annoying person who went up to him and tried to request two songs. One was Kagwe's Good Times. Please check it out. I really love the song. And the other was On the Low by Burner Boy. This DJ, first, let me just say, I'd been in the club for like two hours. He proceeds to tell me how about an hour ago he played those two songs. I'm like, but I was here. Those songs did not play. Anyway, long rant of DJ over. Um, So... <laughs> Even with a bad DJ, it was a nice weekend to kind of just like de-stress because I've been super stressed of late. I have been trying to figure out, as I explained in episode one of this podcast, what my next step is going to look like. I'm not getting the high that radio used to give me before, so I'm battling with that and trying to just figure out how to make it evolve and how to how to just find joy in the things that I do or find 
the thing that gives me joy. Does that make sense? Bit of a tongue twister, but it does. Um, so I, as much as that has been stressing me out, I've been trying to be extremely careful on what I allow to stress me. Because a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with some friends about stress. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the girls, shout out to Eva, said that stress in a woman will make your testosterone levels higher. So you end up becoming more manly. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, what are you saying? And then one of my other friends goes like, oh, that explains so much. Like when I was at a certain job and it was so stressful, I could feel even my voice becoming more manlier. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy, but I'm not going to take my chances. I'm going to get a lid on this whole stress thing. The whole conversation that we were having was because of my trip to Ethiopia. And I was hanging out with a friend there and she had gone through a breakup, realized that she wasn't really good in communicating what she was feeling. So she was holding in, holding in a lot of emotional stress and emotional baggage. And then she gets a trauma cyst. And I'm like, what do you mean? What is a trauma cyst? Um, a trauma cyst, it was a bit of a growth that was kind of near her ear. Long story short, she has to go into surgery next month. Yeah. And it is true. When you're stressed, sometimes the stress manifests physically. And, and I remember being going through a very stressful time beginning of last year, 2018. And I was just consistently having a flu. And I would go see the doctor. They couldn't pinpoint anything, but I had the symptoms. I had a running noise. My voice was going every so often. So, yeah, but when I cleared out the stress in my life and started figuring out better and more healthier ways of dealing with my stress, like journaling, I started trying to travel a lot more, going out of town really does stuff for me. All of a sudden, I had no flus. I can't even tell you the last time I had a homa. Let me just knock on wood, lest it comes back. <laughs> no, but seriously, like when I started taking care of my stress levels, Physically, all of those ailments and the sniffles and the migraines and the headaches, they kind of just like disappeared. So, but the testosterone thing, I was telling you guys earlier on, I consulted the school of Google and Google says that there's not much evidence that reducing stress will elevate testosterone. So is it the other way around? And not much evidence that taking testosterone will reduce stress. No, we're not trying to take it. All right, I don't know. Google seems to be confused. <laughs> or maybe what I'm searching for is just, listen, just don't get stressed at the end of the day. Or since stress is kidogo, unavoidable, you have to have like proper coping mechanisms around stress. Other than Googling whether stress is going to make me a guy, I am also Googling two other things. One is really fun, which is DJing. I made a promise to myself so many years ago that before I turned 30, which happened this year in February, I would enroll in a DJing school. That has not happened. I've always wanted to DJ. I think like my career in radio has had me be around music, which is why I gave that DJ over the weekend such grief. And I think it's a really beautiful art form. You know what I mean? To mash up songs and to be able to 
bring so much joy to so many people just by the way you arrange songs. So I have been Googling DJ schools near me and near where I live. I found a school that has private DJ lessons. Hmm. So after I record this episode, I'm definitely going to be giving that school a call because I just have to start being more proactive about the stuff that I want to do and not, you know, trying to conform and fit into a box or fit into labels that other people place for me. So step one is enrolling for DJing school. Hopefully in the next episode, I will not have bailed on this idea (laughs) and have turned it into a reality. Um, But speaking of that, that's the next thing that I googled because I'm a creative and I love coming up with ideas and, and, and spilling them out there. And then after I come up with an idea, I start shooting it down. It's the most peculiar thing. I start shooting it down. I start giving all sorts of both rational and irrational reasons as to why this idea can never be and as to why it's the shittiest idea ever known to man. I don't know why I do that to myself. So I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to move some really brilliant ideas I have in my head into reality. So I came across this list that has a few steps if you're also going through this madness like me on how to turn your idea into reality, like small action and things that we need to stop doing. So number one, stop thinking and start doing. Gee, <laughs> thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, better is the enemy of good. If you wait for perfection, it will never come. Okay, that last bit is really serious because honestly, even in starting this podcast, I wanted to do it from January. At the end of January, my equipment was here. I really could have started this podcast, but I was like, no. I haven't finished the walls of my home studio. I haven't done na 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 na. And I kept on deferring starting the podcast because I was like, things aren't perfect yet. And even as of now, they're really not perfect. I still have cans of paint in a corner somewhere. I haven't done my soundproofing, but I'm getting better and better as the episodes come out. And I'm even getting more comfortable and less on edge, right? So I guess there's something in here. Better is the enemy of good. If you wait for perfection, it will never come. All right, number two says own it. If you can't drive the idea far, then it may not be the right one for you. Ouch. (laughs) Okay. But I kind of, yeah, I totally get this. Because when I have an idea, sometimes I share it to the people around me. And the people who are in, let's say, my management team. And sometimes, because I haven't owned the idea, when they shoot it down and they poke holes at it, I immediately abandon ship. I'm like, well, yeah, there's another shit idea from Adele. But if I own it, then I mean, I've thought of all of these holes that could be poked in it. And I wouldn't take a no for an answer. I will take advice and add on to the idea, but I wouldn't take a no for an answer. And so that's something that I'm currently trying to work on where I'm doing two things. One, so yes, I am trying to own my ideas. And by the time I'm presenting it, I'm not presenting it at you for you to as a by the way, or a probably we should. I'm presenting it as we are doing this. That's a really good thing for me to do. That's the way I'm owning it. But also I'm being very careful who I share my ideas with. Because, and I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, it's one of 
2019's lessons to me. If the idea is not fully formulated, somebody wouldn't really fully understand it, right? So present it when it's as close to tangible as is possible. And then two, you can't, let me think of a really smart analogy. (laughs) You can't present milk as a nice beverage or whatever to people who don't drink milk or to people who are lactose intolerant. You know what I mean? So you've got to be like really careful. Who are you sharing this idea with? Do they really know you? You know what I mean? Do they know that hmm, this is something that I can see how Adele is super passionate about this. I can see why she would want to do this and I can see her doing it. So let me changia and add a lot more meat to this idea of hers. I think that's also something or a mistake I've made in the past where you present ideas to people who don't really know you, A, or when it's pretty half-baked so they can't see what is in your mind or even attempt to see it. So, yeah. All right, Google says, number three, have a plan. No shit, Sherlock. No, but seriously, have a plan. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Like, the more organized part of me says, yeah, a plan is very important to, you know, organize all of your ideas, um, to track the progress of something. But um, I've also become a slave to plans. And sometimes plans take the magic out of things, truth be told. Like, sometimes... Now, what aeroplane is that? <laughs> See, I didn't plan for that. No, but seriously, sometimes plans um, take the magic out of things. And then you get so caught up in the plan that you can't let things adjust themselves fluidly. I don't know if that makes sense. Where you're so stuck on this plan that even if the universe is trying to sway this idea from left to right or from right to left, you are just hell-bent on executing it as a plan and as it was planned. So I think sometimes it's good to have a plan, but there should be leeway to just allow life to happen. As uncomfortable as that is, the magic is normally there. Um, so number four, show it off. I don't know what Google meant with that, but hey. <laughs> um we already dealt with that number five listen to understand i think i really needed this so for the longest time i would go through i don't know i went through a phase where i was coming up with different business ideas like every single week i had a different business idea and my husband is in business and you know he has a really good understanding of business so whenever i would come up with an idea he would be the first person i'd share it with and before I'd share it with him, in my head, I'd be like, man, he's just going to be like, this chick is so smart. This is such a great business idea. And I'd hype myself up so much before even going to give him this idea. And I remember one of my first business ideas was to have a salon. I know, I know. There are like 10,000 salons. <laughs> I don't know why this was going to be the one that brought in the big bucks. But yeah. That was my business idea. And when I presented it to my husband, he did not react the way I'd envisioned in my head. He was poking a lot of holes, asking me a lot of stuff using business terminology that I have not heard since high school. I was just like, okay, bad idea. Let's move on to the next. I can't remember what my next business plan was. I think I wanted to go into jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely tried my hand at, you know, thinking could I import stuff in and sell and nah, nah, nah. so again in my head 
hyped out this idea and I was like, man, when I present it to my husband, he's just going to be like, look at this smart chick. She's so intelligent. And I told him and he was just like, I, <laughs> again, he asked me questions about the business or rather the tough side of business that I had no idea because I just created this plan in my head. So yeah, that business didn't come to see the light of day. I remember there was a point I thought, I was like, dude, why are you against all of my business ideas? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, I'm not against them. I just want you to better them. And I think my problem at the time was I wasn't listening to understand. Actually, I don't even think I was listening to begin with. In my head, I decided these ideas are top notch, creme de la creme. So <laughs> if you're trying to, you know, add value or give me something different to add to this idea, I'd just be like, this one is not on my level of intellect. <laughs> I wasn't listening to understand. Long story short, I have come to understand why it's important for me to listen, to understand, not just to listen for listening's sake. And that's a super important skill I'm trying to learn because it's not something that I'm used to doing. I know that sounds so pompous and it sounds like I'm full of myself, but it's true. Like when you have this idea and it, it becomes like your little baby, you get defensive first when somebody is trying to either add value or to ask you the tough questions. You get a bit defensive because this is like your little teeny weeny idea. But um, it's important to, yes, pick the people that you talk to about it very specifically because there are some people that you shouldn't be listening to. But to those people who you know want the best for you and want to see this idea come to fruition and become a thriving reality listen listen to understand um make it better that's number six i don't know hmm i don't know if i agree with this one i'm about 50 50 obviously yes you want to make it better so for example this podcast episode one episode two episode three it's just me trying to make it better as we go along right but i think someone could misconstrue this to be like make it bigger and better I think with ideas, it's good to start small and then scale upwards, right? Which brings me to this idea that I have. I really want to be able to host a lot of cool African stories on this podcast. It could be stories that teach us something. It could be stories that give us a good laugh. It could be stories that make us cry. Just all human stories, more so from Africa. Because my problem is this, my pain point which from presenting all of those business ideas I learned is something your business must solve. <laughs> a pain point. No, my pain point is that there are not enough African stories being told and it feels to me like these about two or three narratives of what being African is. And so that kind of limits what people view Africa and Africans to be. So I just want to tell as many diverse African stories of Africans having a real human experience. And to be human means that we are legally clueless. And to allow yourself to be human means you're allowing yourself not to know what the next thing looks like. Now, what I, I'm so excited about is I've done like two storytelling workshops in the past and I just did them for fun. I did a workshop with The Moth last year. That was so cool. And about three years ago, I did one. I didn't realize why I was in those workshops. 
I just thought like I really loved storytelling and getting people to share their stories. But now I'm like, hmm, maybe we can have more stories on Legally Clueless. I mean, why not? And this comes from episodes like when we had Linda Nyangweso share her turning point and her story in terms of battling body shaming. When we had Kulikilem Nisi talking about being a young African, just causing ripples and waves at the African Union. Um, even when I have Val on the show, young African woman who's just unstoppable and being so real about her journey. I think there's so much to learn from those stories. So I'm trying to like work on this little idea I have and hopefully making it it's into a reality and if you never hear anything like it on this podcast it means <laughs> it did not become a reality <laughs> but i'll try my very best to turn my idea into a reality and i hope some of the steps that i've shared help you as well with whatever idea you have right now that you're too scared to execute or maybe somebody has tried to shut it down just go and rework it and see how best you can make it come alive and that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode <laughs>